Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I hope all of you had a great Thanksgiving, a great holiday, and special shout out to Yoshiko Dart, my close friend, to all of our listeners around the world. Uh, thank you, Ireland. I know I'm always mentioning you, but you're just rocking it. Uh, but all of you, thank you so much. Spread the news. Spread the news about this show because it's all about quality of life for people with disabilities and you all know December 3rd was International Day of the Disabled so how appropriate what I'm talking about now and hi Mark Blue Cross Blue Shield we thank you so much for being a sponsor uh, of this show you are such a great company well this month we're focusing on charities people working in the community to do the right thing um, because I'm all about giving back and helping people that are working so hard to help others. And one of my favorite charities is World Vision, which I think I've told many of you I sponsor 14 children around the world, many in Africa, some, honestly, for like 10 years, 12 years. It's amazing to see a child grow up from Swaziland, uh, which that is what's happened with Sayabanga, who I've had as a child since he was five and who writes to me frequently, as all of them do. This is just one of the great things about World Vision. And that is why I wanted to have back on this year Jeff Fields, the site manager for the World Vision Global Distribution Center right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Jeff, it is wonderful to have you back on the show. Um, Let's start by you telling our listeners, including our listeners around the world, what you do at World Vision. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me again. Really appreciate it and appreciate all your support uh, and, and your energy. Just love to, to hear you uh, speak and be energized and energize others. So uh, appreciate that. Uh, at the site here, we are, like you said, just outside of Pittsburgh. We have a global distribution center here that we serve about 50 countries that we work with. We work in 100, serve about 50 with product and kind out of here. So my primary responsibilities here is to make sure that the product movement is happening in a timely manner in and out, and also prepping the product. We do some value add. The, uh, the donors offer us some great product, but we want to make sure that it's being used to the fullest. So we will remove any kind of hang tags to be sure nothing is uh, being returned in any fashion that it shouldn't. And then we also do a seasonal size and gender sort to be sure that it's getting to the countries who can most appropriately use those particular items, whether it's clothing or shoes. And on top of that, I'm also in charge of keeping the building in tip-top shape and making sure that uh, everything's taken care of as far as maintenance needs, uh, both inside and out, and that type of thing that would keep a a facility well-functioning so we can uh, bring the volunteers in here and make sure they have a great experience when they come to volunteer. Now, where do you receive the majority of these goods, the goods that you give out, you know, distribute, uh, how are they distributed, and you know what are what are the ma- the majority of the products? 
So at this facility, um, we work a lot with clothing and shoes, some personal care, toys, school supplies, uh, some medical supplies. And so we work with a lot of great donors throughout the U.S. Uh, a lot of the product comes from up and down the East Coast distributorships. So whenever their distribution center has some product that they can donate, whether it is product that is maybe a seasonal closeout or maybe they produce a little more than they thought they, uh, they, they were going to need, we will be able to take that product and then they'll get a tax receipt and then we can make sure that's put into great use and it doesn't have to be landfilled. So we try to be a green solution for them as well. Uh, and then more importantly, make sure that great usable product is getting put into the hands who uh, could really <coughs> use that product and really can be life-changing for them. Is there any one thing that you send that is more than others? Like, is there anything you send that is needed more than others? Um, we find that the school supplies are, are very critical. Also, uh, soccer balls, as you can imagine with uh, going throughout uh, sporting, sporting in general, but the soccer balls can really make a huge difference. We can get some nice new soccer balls out to some of the communities we're working in in those countries uh, where soccer is you know, the, the dominant sport and uh, all the kids love, love to play soccer over there. Uh, that, that's really critical stuff. Uh, and then you kind of go down into the personal care, the clothing, the shoes, but uh, school supplies and, and soccer balls are probably the, the key items that we would like to key in on and, and need most all the time. You know what, that doesn't surprise me about the soccer balls, because with those children around the world that I was talking to you about, uh, if, you, if you would ask them what, what sport do they play the most, it's soccer, which to them is just yep. having a soccer ball uh, in their area, no matter how poor they are. Um, and so that doesn't surprise me at all. Not one bit. Well, that's great. That is really a good thing that you're doing uh, at this center. Uh, but as I said before, Jeff, world vision is gigantic. It's not just one thing. And I wondered if you could talk about it, the size, and tell us about it. Tell us about world vision. Yeah, absolutely. World vision is a uh, Christian humanitarian organization, and we're dedicated to working with children and families in their communities to try to reach their full potential by tackling the causes of poverty and injustice. Uh, we're working in over 100 countries. We have 45,000 full-time staff throughout the world. Uh, it says 45,000, so we're, we're one of the largest nonprofit organizations in the world. Uh, and we work to key in on the community needs, and we will go into the area development projects that we have, and we will evaluate first to make sure we're not going to affect any of the potential uh, growth periods there, where, in other words, if we're going to put clothing in that area, we want to make sure we're not going to affect the local textile industry. So we want to absolutely make sure we're not taking away from jobs. We want to create jobs. But we will go in and evaluate the water situation, make sure there's clean water available, and we'll work with uh, health. There's certain types of uh, disease that might be prevalent, whatever that is. Maybe it's something that's very treatable, very curable, uh, and it can be easily ratified. And then also we will work with education to be sure that the uh, school and the kids have what they need to stay in school. We find that in a lot of cases, you know, a fourth or fifth grade education is about as high as some of the countries get. 
And then we will also go and do some microfinancing where we'll help start some small businesses, but it won't be just a loan for them to do it. We'll work with them to teach them. Uh, we'll teach on how to go about a job interview, uh, how to prep for that, how to dress for that. Uh, and then if they're going to open a small business, we will work with them on how to do everything from start to finish and make sure that they have a very good chance of succeeding and not just giving them some money. We do the no interest loans, and, but we fully expect them to be paid back, and we have a very high percentage of return on that, and we can keep that money working. So that's kind of uh, you know the highlights, but like you said, we do so much. We do child sponsorship and um, uh, the wash of water and sanitation program, so all kinds of different things that World Vision is involved in, depending on the country's needs. Yeah, and wow, so many, so many needs. You know, you mentioned about the part about teaching people to work. Uh, once again, I see with a lot of families how they'll talk about someone teaching them, for example, to garden, or sometimes a person will buy a goat, and then this goat will be used for so many other uh, you know, things to help them. Or a mule, which is like gold to a lot of these people, carrying things for them, you know, like to us having transportation. So I know, I know that, you know, I know these things are enormous. Uh, I know how much you do, and it is all so wonderful to me. Okay. Now, this distribution center. You already told us the size. Do you have? Do you? Can you tell me how people in this area can volunteer to help? Uh, for any schools, for example, listening, um, what what can they do? What can people do to help on a volunteer basis? And how do they arrange that? Yeah, we have volunteers in daily and wide variety. Uh, that's the kind of the nice thing that you know we've heard back from the volunteers. There's such a wide variety of things that need done here that, um, you know, you, you, many, many different types of people can do it. You don't have to be a, a young, strong, fit person to come volunteer with us. We have elderly groups. We do have uh, some disabled groups. We work with some of the special needs groups, all of those types of groups, uh, school groups, um, pretty much across the board, corporate groups. And so what they would need to do is just go onto our website, and we'll, we'll mention that later, but it's basically worldvision.org, and they can look at the Pittsburgh link, and then it will show the opportunities there to volunteer. We have folks come in Monday through Friday during the week, and it's usually 9 to noon or 1 to 4, but we can make exceptions to that, but that's our kind of our standard times. And then also Saturdays during the school year, we work 9 to noon on Saturdays. During the summer, we don't do that, but during the school year, we do that as well so that the, the youth can still have that opportunity. So um, we always are looking for new groups to come in, uh, corporate groups, school groups, like I said, across the board. It doesn't have to be a large group, uh, and it can be a very uh, wide range <coughs> of ages and, and abilities. We'll find something for them to do. Our only small rule is we, uh, children under uh, 11, we cannot accommodate just for safety and insurance purposes, but uh, anybody 11 and above, we can accommodate small or large groups. Wow. And what a great thing. I'm sure that has a very profound impact on people. So, again, just go to worldvision.org. Is it worldvision.org or worldvisioninternational.org? No, worldvision.org. 
and that will put you to the, and then there'll be a link on there to get to the Pittsburgh specific site. And then from there, uh, you know, you'll be able to follow the links to connect with us and, and sign up to volunteer. Wow, and I would encourage you to do that because it's a great way for children to get an idea of what is going on in other parts of the world. But right now, we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, we're talking today to Jeff Fields, the site manager for World Vision Global Distribution Center right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Jeff. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.vendorconsult.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawstars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone, and this is December. Can you believe it? But this is our month of giving back. You know, a Starbucks. Okay, really? You can't use that much money to make a contribution somewhere? You know, sometimes people get blinders on. They see their life and they see what's going on, but they don't see the rest of the world. I don't know why that is that they block off the rest of the world. One of the things World Vision does is you can sponsor a child. And I have children from Rwanda, from Tanzania, from Swaziland, from Kenya, from Ethiopia, from the Congo, from Honduras, from Mali, Guatemala, all around the world. And if you would see how they live and all they have, 
And I think what you have, I think what your children have and how, like, everyone, oh, my God, I've got to have the newest Star Wars Lego, you know. Uh, I've got to have that American Girl doll. I, you can't imagine how thrilled these children are to get anything. As a matter of fact, I send them, you know, stickers throughout the year. And then at the holidays, I send them our company calendar. I get these letters back. Oh, it's as if I've given them a million dollars. Put that in perspective. When you think about what you have and what your child has. But right now, I want to go back to our guest, Jeff Fields. Jeff, you heard what I was just talking about. But one of the things that people don't even understand is the situation for people who do not have clean water. Uh, could you talk about that just for a minute? Yeah, I mean, I think the majority of the people in the United States take that for granted. Of course, you know, we have some, some folks in the, in the U.S. too that have situations, but uh, most people in the United States can go to tap water and, you know, turn that tap on and, and get your drinking water, take a shower, not have to worry in any way, shape, or form that it might not be safe enough to, to drink or even bathe in. But a large majority of people throughout the world don't have that ability. There isn't clean water available. And so a lot of times what will happen is there'll be something that we would consider minor. For instance, maybe they get diarrhea because they drank some bad water. Then they get dehydrated while they drink more bad water. And there are people every day that are dying for something that, that simple that you know, would not happen in the U.S. So there's been a lot of, a lot of effort put into making strides to ha- make sure everyone has <coughs> clean drinking water available to them. And there's been some really some great work in that area. And the hope is by 2030, everybody in the world will have access to clean water. That obviously doesn't mean they'll, they'll be able to you know, go in and open that tap, but they will have access where they won't have to be walking miles to get clean water. They've made um, some real good improvements on the way wells are being drilled. Also, the wells and the pumps themselves as far as reliability. And then one other thing that they've done is they've made sure that there is someone who understands how to repair those and maintain them and also get parts if one would break. Because too often in the past, a well would just be left abandoned because they didn't know how to fix it. So there's been great strides there. Also in the purification systems, uh, there are more and more ways that you can purify water with simple tablets. And so really, really great work going on there. A lot of work yet to do, but 2030, really, you know, about 12 years away. And uh, the experts really believe that that is achievable, and they believe that will, that will happen. So we're, we're very hopeful, and there's been a lot of effort, not only by our organization, but many organizations, to make sure there's clean water available. Yeah, and you know, to that point, uh, Jeff, the embassy in uh, Indonesia contacted the U.S. State Department to send an expert on the employment of people with disabilities to Indonesia to speak. uh, I mean, it's so horrible. It's horrible. The shame and stigma, uh, no access for people with disabilities in Indonesia. And in addition... I walk into my hotel room. It was nice. It was at the Marriott. And as soon as I go into the uh, restroom, the bathroom, right at the sink, there are two bottles of water for you to use. 
And this is because there is open sewage. They do not have filtered water in Indonesia, so people drink out of, you know, in places of that, like this water. It's so hard to imagine. It really is, but that's the way it is in other, and that's good compared to other parts of the world where there is an access to water which causes disease. And, you know, when I hear you say that, by is it 2030 that, that they have the goal? That's 2030? The hope. Yep, by 2030, yeah. When you hear that, you think you got to be kidding. That this is what I mean when I say when you're listening to the show and you're thinking how much your family, like me, loves Perrier water or something you have to spend more money on, think about this. Think about families that don't have access to clean water. I've said it earlier, I'll say it again. People have blinders on. They somehow, you know, compartmentalize everything so that they just don't see this part of the world. I don't know what it is. But, folks, it's out there. Our brothers and sisters are out there. Children are out there, and they need our help. And I hope you'll go to worldvision.org and make a contribution today to this absolutely great organization. Jeff, we talked about water. Are there other areas where you see the greatest needs for people around the world? I have experienced uh, on some of my international travel, uh, there is such a great need for educating because, like we spoke on earlier, um, a lot of these countries, fourth, fifth grade is about as high as these kids have a ability to get through for many different reasons. Sometimes it's just the, the schools and teaching and uh, the materials to teach uh, aren't there. And then also sometimes it's the families themselves where that, you know, that poverty is taken over and they can't keep them in school. Uh, so that is such a key because I think when you continue to educate and you're able to get them to that upper high school or maybe even some college or if somebody's very fortunate, college education, then you start to be able to break down a lot of those other areas. Um, For instance, uh, when I was in Zambia, there was quite a bit of tillable land. It was very tillable, fertile. You could grow the crops, but many didn't really understand irrigation. They didn't understand crop rotation for the nutrients out of the soil, that type of thing that um, is the lack of education on that. So I feel strongly that if we could continue to build on getting people further educated, that that would take care of a lot of the other issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I know also a lot of people are shocked, but World Vision does a lot of work in human trafficking also around the world. Yes. All the way here to the United States. And... I mean, there are people that actually put their life on the line working in these areas because it's horrifying. I was just at lunch today with Dr. Green, uh, and she was telling me all these studies that are going on about human trafficking around the world and how horrible it's becoming such a lucrative business. And so this is something I know you work on. I also know that, as you said, That education, oh, that is so important. 
That is so critically important. So I, I, I once again, please take time to make a donation. Um, Jeff, one of the listeners asked me, what made you decide to do this? What made you decide to get involved with World Vision? Well, I kind of was brought up uh, in a family that always was there to support not only direct family members, but neighbors. And so I kind of was had that right in my DNA, if you will. So I always wanted to help where I could, help other people. Um, you know, my, my parents are in the, in the you know, medium income range. And uh, so we w- never really had to struggle through that. We you know, had some different things we had to give up once in a while, but we never had a lot of struggles. So we always wanted to give back. We always wanted to be there to help. So that was kind of, in, again, in my DNA. And when I first started learning about World Vision, I learned about them when I was working at a facility down in Ambridge, and they came into this area for the first time. And I just got really excited about what they were doing and how they were helping throughout. Um, and then also to see that they really had, a, I think, a great model of, working with these donors and making sure that they got a great experience out of it too, uh, and then ultimately helping the end people that were really trying to help, the people that are really in need. So it, it just was a great fit all the way around, and you can just really feel good about getting involved with that cause. And uh, so for me, it was a, a really a pretty simple type of thing to, to just become excited about it. And then I got the opportunity to come on staff right around uh, – 99, and it's just been a great fit for me. It's, it's uh, you know, it's closer to home, and then I've got to travel a lot as well, but it's just been a great fit, and it's been a great nearly 20 years now working with them. Isn't it amazing how family has an impact? I mean your own family. You know how you said it yeah, was in oh, your yeah. DNA? It's amazing about yeah. that. Hey, we have a listener here that's wondering, how do you get an opportunity to work for World Vision, and I'm taking a guess that it's on your website, possibly? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm assuming a, a local listener, but maybe that's a bad assumption. We are pretty small staffed here at the, I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Switchley office. Not, we only it, have 11 staff here, but World Vision in the U.S., we have over 3,000, and then, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, uh, 45,000 worldwide. So, you can go on the website, and there'll be all the job postings and where they are. Our headquarters is near Seattle, Washington, so there's a lot of postings there. We also have a pretty big presence in Washington, D.C., but all those jobs will be listed on there, and uh, they'd be able to apply through that site and, and get the application in. And I would encourage you to do that, just as he said. There are opportunities all around the world. I mean, I guess you would have to be someone willing to travel, someone, uh, again, open to all different cultures. Uh, World Vision is a Christian-run organization. However, they make a point, even with me, with the sponsor children, always letting us know, hey, we are helping people in this region that do not have possibly have a Muslim or uh, what, whatever the, uh, the religious er, uh, needs are, their religious beliefs, and they will tell us. So when you send something, please don't reference anything 
to Christianity uh, because, you know, they want to be sensitive and they don't want to cause a problem, you know, for the family. But you can apply anywhere in the world, as I said. You have to be open-minded. You have to be uh, a person open to different cultures. You have to be willing to give back. That is the type of person I would hire right here at Bender Consulting Services. But right now, we're going to get ready to go to break again. If you just joined us, please tell everyone you know to go back and listen to this show at BenderConsult.com or VoiceAmerica.com. The shows are archived, and it's a great thing for you to have a family member or someone listen to this holiday season. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at VoiceAmerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pop Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.vendorconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. And this December, we are focusing on giving back. Giving back. Giving back to those in need. You know, paying it forward. Random acts of kindness. And, oh, one easy act of kindness, if you're in Pittsburgh, PA, is to arrange a tour of the distribution center right here in Pittsburgh. And to do that, Jeff, tell them what to do. You can go on to worldvision.org and click on the Pittsburgh link, and there'll be some contact information there. We'll have the volunteer coordinators there, so if you'd want to volunteer, you can get hold of them. There's also an uh, online registration form that you can click on and actually register to volunteer. 
Uh, we are located right off of Interstate 79 at the Swickley exit, right off in the hill in Aleppo Township. Uh, open Monday through Friday here. We always would love to have people stop by and, and see what we're doing here, expose you to a little more of what's going on right in this area that where we're helping uh, throughout the world. And we're also uh, helping locally now, too. We're doing more and more with uh, uh, local community. So, yeah, please, please try to get involved if you can. Now, Jeff, what do you do with the local community? We are working with Costco right now. So we're doing all the Costco returns. And um, what we have set up with them is we get a truckload a week, and we are able to use that in the local area. So we're working with a lot of great partners in the area, and we're able to get that product back out into the community. So we're working some with the Food Bank, um, Teacher Education Partnership, Blessing Board, Light of Life, and a lot of other small uh, nonprofits as well right here in the area. So we're, we're able to do that, and that's something fairly new for us. We've been doing that now for just a little over a year, so that's been a nice addition because prior we were strictly serving uh, – some domestic, but not out of this area. So we've been able to add that in, and that's been really a nice addition for us. Uh, yeah, I've seen World Vision at our church, uh, Northway. I've seen I've uh, I've seen people there, on you know when they have an exhibit of all these different groups. I've seen people there, so I I know that there is so much you are doing. I I just want to say again. Go to the website, worldvision.org. Go to Pittsburgh. Find out how to get there. And all across the world, there are career opportunities. Make sure you go and check out that website. And, of course, there is a place you can make a donation. I don't care what it is, $5, thousands of dollars. But every dollar does count. And, you know, this holiday season, that's a great thing to get involved with with your child because you can explain what they are doing for another child in another part of the world. Worldvision.org. Make sure you check it out. So, Jeff, I noticed you were talking about how you have traveled throughout the world. Uh, to all these different locations. What had the biggest impact on you? Well, just kind of seeing it firsthand. Um, you know, when I came to World Vision, I, I thought I kind of understood some of the need. Uh, I had never traveled internationally prior to that. Um, traveled a lot in the U.S., a little bit in Canada, but never what I would consider international. So we started watching, you know, some of the videos that World Vision has, and it showed some of the, the people we were helping and what we were trying to accomplish. But even as a World Vision employee and kind of touching the product here, seeing the product here, until I was able to go overseas for my first trip, you just, you just can't quite understand it until you see it in person. And boy, did that make a difference. So I've um, been really fortunate to go to many different countries, and there's as you can imagine, and I think as you probably know, Joyce, from some of your travels, you'll see different needs and, and different ways of life, but it just, when you come back and you start to think about what we have here, you just feel so blessed that, uh, that, that you have what you have, and I think that's one thing that really opens the eyes. You, you come back <clears throat> just feeling different. Uh, when you do turn that tap water on, you realize that's not the case everywhere. Um, you know, you go to a restaurant you don't have to worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or if it's going to be a dirty glass, that type of thing. Uh, and 
those are the good conditions, really. You know, you start to get out into some of the outer surrounding areas where you are really <coughs> seeing this poverty where people are living in the, you know, the, the huts and the dirt floors and, and that type of thing. So, boy, it just really is life-changing for you to understand uh, what's going on out there and what the need really is. Yeah, to to that, we have a question from a Linda in Akron. And the question is, Jeff, have you seen that one part of the world is worse than another part of the world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, a lot of people generalize Africa, but I've seen both sides in Africa. I've seen some areas in Africa that were quite developed. And um, even in... Zambia, in the capital of Lusaka, there's nice restaurants, nice hotels. Then you get a little bit out, and um, you start seeing uh, a lot of a lot of real poverty. Uh, you know, I've been I've been in Latin America as well, and similarly, you go in, fly into the airport, you stay at the capital, and there's there's a lot of nice hotels. One thing that surprised me down there, and for those who maybe traveled some of that would could relate, every. Wendy's, uh, McDonald's, Burger King have a armed guard at the door with a machine gun, as well as at your hotel. You walk into your hotel, and there is an armed guard at the door with a machine gun, which is, a, you know, first time you visit there, a little, little concerning. So just what a different way of life. And, and what, what we were told, even down in the Latin American area, if you are considered middle class, you most likely have to hire an armed guard to protect your belongings while you're at work. So... Again, just such a difference. But um, I've also seen some areas where uh, probably the one area where I thought was really the most um, concerning, I'll say, was Armenia. When I was there, I noticed right away there was hardly any men, and I started asking questions, and what I was told was most of the men had to leave the country to find work, and then they'll send money back to the women and children. But I also saw where there wasn't very tillable land and it was very barren and very rocky and very harsh, cold winters. So to me, that was probably the most concerning country that I visited, even above any in Africa, because it didn't seem like there was a lot that could positively change there, where in Africa, there was the tillable land. Um, They still were doing it with an ox and a plow, but it was there, it was available, that could grow, you know, the economy could grow, uh, that type of thing could happen. So very, very different in different areas of the world, for sure. Well, I mean, wow, those examples you gave. You know, the hotels with the armed guards, that sort of segues right into this question from Sherry in Minnesota. The question is, Jeff, the only thing I'm worried about for uh, my college student son to go work for World Vision is the safety. How safe is it when you work in other parts of the world, such as Asia? Generally speaking, it's, it's very safe. We take a lot of precautions to not put our employees in danger, and we have actually pulled out of some war-torn countries. Uh, we are constantly monitoring that. Uh, even if you're just traveling, or let's say a week's visit, there will be a set of guidelines that are provided to you, uh, as well as, of course, if you need any kind of shots or anything like that. But we're always monitoring that. And, Joyce, you mentioned earlier, even the Christian messaging in some countries, 
you know, we absolutely can't send that. So we have staff that are dedicated to that type of thing to make sure that safety is a priority. Uh, that said, um, you know, there, there are risks um, and there are certain areas where the work is tough. You, you have to be very cautious on how you work. Because our work is done no matter what race, religion, anything like that uh, you are. You do not have to be Christian to receive our, you know, our help and our support. And that's always been our way, always will be our way. But, um, yeah, there, 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 is some, there is some risk. But in general, uh, the risks are minimum. Minimal. Yeah, right. And you know what I say about that also? Sadly, we see her right in the United States. Terrible things happen. Do you know that when I traveled to South Korea and Indonesia, that people actually said, well, would it be safe for me to go to the United States? Why? Las Vegas, Orlando, all the terrible shootings. It's amazing how that is portrayed in other parts of the world also. But, you know, there is never a guarantee of anything. But just like the embassies in the different countries, I'm sure World Vision takes great pains to make sure everything is safe for the for their employees. Okay, hey, well, we're going to get ready to go to break before we close the show. If you just joined us, we've been talking to Jeff Fields, the site manager from World Visions Global Distribution Center, right here in the great city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We'll be right back before we close the show with Jeff. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up. But I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.vendorconsult.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. And you know, for the past uh, 15 years that this show has been on the air, I've had that same music in the background. And the other day, someone said, what is that music they play right before you come on? While it's a new attitude by Patti LaBelle. And why I chose that is everyone when it comes to this world of disability, needs a new attitude. Which brings me to, Jeff, one of the things I was so impressed with you do is you do work to help children with disabilities around the world. One example I read about was providing wheelchairs. Yes, we work with uh, a couple of different providers of wheelchairs. And we also work with uh, Mobility Worldwide. They're a nonprofit of uh, uh, retired folks who build what they call a pet cart. And it is a, uh, a three-wheeled cart where you can turn with your hands and, and ride on it. And we have been uh, doing a lot with them lately as well. And we're placing those particular units all over the world as well. So one thing we really key in on is working with folks who have uh, – all sorts of disabilities, physical uh, uh, and throughout the realm of disabilities. So we, we really try to help in that area where there is that need as well. And that is something I am really tuned into. World Vision has a Christmas catalog. And if you go to that catalog, there are gifts you can make to honor someone, and it's sent to the family. I mean, it tells you, purchase a goat, two chickens, purchase a mule, buy um, uh, wheelchairs, uh, teach a family how to grow a garden. I mean, it's, it's nonstop, education. And, and you can purchase this gift and then send it to uh, someone. Wow, what a great grift, worldvision.org. Well, Jeff, as we talked about this a little bit earlier, but obviously there are people that have had an enormous positive impact on you. And I wanted to ask you, uh, living, historic, whomever, who would you say is your role model? Well, as far as uh, the World Vision work, um, a gentleman named... Dick Johnson, who was from this area, and he was actually the person who got the idea of Gifts and Kind started. Uh, and um, he went to Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation and talked with them about it, and they then presented this to World Vision way back in the 80s, and they formed a partnership back then. And I got to know Mr. Johnson uh, through, through World Vision, and kind of funny story, small world story, came to realize that actually his daughter was just a couple of years behind me in high school and I ran track with her. But uh, wow. that, that came as a connection a little wow. later. Yeah, so, so that, was, uh, that was kind of a neat little connection. And she also worked with World Vision. Um, but he, just, he was such a great guy that just wanted to help people. And he was the type of person who he could talk to anybody and you would, you would think he fit right into your your club or whatever you want to call it, your, your group, you know, um, whether it was somebody who was young, old, rich, poor, 
he just had that way, and he had a way of uh, just being so great with people. Uh, and so when I first started, he was the gentleman who hired me, and I just really, really picked up on a lot from him and really, really uh, absorbed a lot with the way he went about his work and about his life. And uh, so he was definitely one that had a lot of influence on me through, through the World Vision work. Um, my parents, as I talked about earlier, had, had a big uh, uh, thumbprint on me. And as far as uh, the way I'm wired and, and, and wanting to help. Um, and then I guess uh, for, for the Pittsburgh people, uh, and I don't think too many in Pittsburgh would find this a surprise, but Mario Lemieux as well. I just really have loved the way... He carries himself and does so many great things to help in the area. They have the Lemieux Foundation, the Pittsburgh Penguin Foundation, and we work with them a little bit as well here at World Vision. And um, just just what a great person. I, I would love to meet him someday in person, but it um, just seems like he really has a, a great way. You know, you, do, you never hear anything bad about Mario Lemieux, no matter what circles you're in. So uh, he's been kind of a, an idol of mine on a, on a big professional level-wise. Oh, this man, he has given back so much. He has. You know who was like that also? One of the greatest baseball players of all time, Roberto Clemente. He gave back so much. As a matter of fact, he died giving back on that airplane trip to Nicaragua, which he too is an athlete that um, I have always so much looked up to, uh, but I can see why you feel like that about Mario. Well, Jeff, you, you've already done so much with your life. Wow, I can't believe you've been there 20 years, but over the past few years, or really just whenever, what do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment? Well, professionally, I think, like you said, I've been here 20 years, um, great organization. It's been, it's been great work. Uh, and I just, I just, it's a joy to come to work and know that I'm able to make a difference. Through that 20-year time frame, I've had several different roles. So I've worked on the corporate side. I've worked with uh, a lot of different folks, like we touched on earlier. I got to travel a lot. So that uh, had just been great for me to be able to do all the different things. And I feel like I... As far as a World Vision staff, I bring a lot to the table that way because I've done the logistics role, I've done the corporate role, and also the site manager role. So I, I can see all those sides, and, and a lot of times I can hopefully be a voice of reason when one side's seeing something a different way because, believe it or not, even at World Vision, sometimes we don't all see eye to eye. So I can kind of influence that and understand all the sides on why maybe – the warehouse staff feel that, you know, we shouldn't bring a donation in, but the corporate side really wants us to come in. So that's been, that's been really good for me, uh, and I feel like I've been able to be uh, a person that can add extra value there and really, really be helpful in that area. And then uh, personally, uh, born and raised in this area, as, as was my wife, been married over 30 years. We have three kids, uh, uh, one that's up in Traverse City, Michigan now, a, a daughter down in near Uniontown, Farmington, and my son's still at home with us, but he graduated from college at Waynesburg and had a, a great college uh, career in soccer. So very proud of all three of them and what they've accomplished already in their young lives. And they, uh, fortunately, they've got that 
DNA in them too, where they, they want to help. They've been involved with not only World Vision, but other nonprofits and uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, those types of things. So I'm very proud of that as well. Well, Jeff, you know what? I'm proud of you. Because just hearing that well, thank you. tells me how you have carried on the pay it forward. You know, and that's what we need in the world. More people like you. So, Jeff, again, Jeff is the site manager, World Vision Global Distribution Center. And my purpose today is because this holiday season, as we're thinking about where to contribute, please remember World Vision at worldvision.org. So, Jeff, what message would you like to leave with our listeners? Well... I would just like to say, get involved. Um, Even if you don't think you have much to give, there is always something to give. And I really think if you do, you'll you'll be just as rewarded as those that are uh, receiving whatever that gift may be. And there's so many ways to get involved, so many organizations out there. Um, You know, World Vision is a great one, but certainly my point would be just pick one that really aligns with your thoughts and values somewhere where you feel joy in, in going there and helping uh, or, or giving financially, whatever that may be. There are so many opportunities, and there's so much need. If everyone can just get involved a little bit more, whether it's time or money or whatever that may be, find a, a, an organization who you really love what they're about, what they're doing, get involved with them, and uh, I think you'll feel really good about doing it, and ultimately you will be helping someone on the other side of that uh, receiving, whatever that might be. Oh, what a great message that is. And you know what? We end every show with a quote. And today, um, who else can I think of but one great person? And that would be Mother Teresa. And by the way, I encourage everyone with their child, take time to read about this woman. Take time to read more about what she did with her life because that's a great example for you. At the end of our lives, we will not be judged by how many diplomas we have received, how much money we have made, or how many great things we have done. We will be judged by, I was hungry and you gave me to eat. I was naked and you clothed me. I was homeless and you took me in, said Mother Teresa. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week with Pastor Scott Stevens. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.